What's up, everybody? This your man, Bill Bellamy. Welcome to the number one podcast in the nation. This is Top Billing, the podcast dedicated to the culture, the movement, and the discussion. Today, we have an actor, writer, comedian, producer. He does it all multifaceted. One of my best friends in this game when it comes to the slang and knees jokes. Today, he's here, but I want to just say, give you some of his credits. You've seen him on Blackish, Grownish, uh, the new Netflix movie, You You people with Nia Long and also Eddie Murphy. He has countless appearances on film. He has countless appearances in the writing room and today he has his first appearance on Top Villain. You know what I'm saying? I, I, got, I got the pleasure of introducing <laughs> Dion Cole, Chicago's finest in the building. What's up, baby? Yes, yes, Hey, this up, is I, I'm excited about this interview, man. Me too. Because you've been my dude for a long time, man. and um, you earned everything that you you have going on. Um, I I first met you in Chicago. Yeah, back absolutely. in the day, I'm mm-hmm. coming up. You know what I'm saying? I, I thought you was an R&B singer. I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know what was going on. I'm like, yo, maybe he Dominican or something. You know, he do he do Latin music. <laughs> Oh no! He just happened to be—he just happened to be in the comedy club, but he's a Dominican brother named named Miguel. So anyway, <laughs> I'm not really knowing what's going on with you. And everybody's like, "Yo, that's Dion. Yo, he funny as hell. He's from Chicago." I'm like, "Word, word, word." And I seen you do it sad. I'm like, "Yo, money, money got a slow delivery." Like, mm-hmm. like I always thought it was fly how you would slow walk them into your haymakers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, "How you come up with that?" Because I'm like more of like a live like. Yeah. Loud, you know, sort of physical, uh, mm-hmm. maybe uh, like a Busta Rhymes kind of mm-hmm. like energy guy. Yeah. But you just sit in your pocket and you set it up, and kaboom! <laughs> it was. Yeah, how did you man. come? How did you come into your style like that? Uh, you know what? I think it was just. You know, I've always been like kind of just chill. Mm-hmm. You know, never really get too rah rah up or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know. So I, I think it just came off as how I normally talk, you know, and uh, like with my friends, you know, even coming up in Chicago, it's just always, you know, if somebody tripped and fell, I I wouldn't laugh at that. I would try to figure out why they did it. And right. so when everybody else was laughing, I would be dead serious, you know, like <laughs> trying to figure this out. Like what? You know, like no, no, no rhyme or reason for it. I just wanted to know why they didn't see what they fell over, you know, and they would, be a whole big thing. So I think that delivery then spilled over into me doing stand up. Yeah, man. What was uh, what was the thing that made you say, you know, I want to be a comedian? Like what was that? You know what? It was it was my friend Gwillamy, man. Gwilla shout, out to, yeah. shout out to Gwillamy. Yeah, he, <laughs> he, he it was him who who really like spit it at me. Like cuz I didn't think that. You know, everybody always be like, "Boy, you crazy." Or, you know, you always saying something stupid or something right, like right. that, but well, nobody putting it together because you wouldn't you you basically knew comedians to be you know hyper hyper and you know right. and so there was not really a lot of comedians that just was in the pocket. So wouldn't nobody think for me to be a comedian, but him. He was the only one that was like, you should be a comic. <laughs> and I was like, nah. I was like, I ain't, I ain't got what what it take to be that. And he was like, man. We should go down to the club. I throw you some money if you go on, on stage. And I was like, for real, we went down there. They would let me on for like three. Which weeks. which club did you go to? All yeah. jokes aside. All jokes aside. Yeah, that's the first time I met you. Was that all yeah, jokes aside? All jokes aside. Yeah, went down there. And three weeks later, they put me on, and uh, yeah, the rest is history. Yeah, because I so, remember yeah, it wasn't me really. It was how him. how long have you been doing stand up roughly? Man, I think, I think I was just about to say, I'm about about uh, like 28, 29 years. Because I remember, let me tell you what I do remember. Because I remember when I first came to Chicago, for, for people who are listening and watching this on YouTube, Chicago was a great place for young comedians. Uh-huh. There was a real cool sort of like underground black comedy club thing going yeah. on. And you would see these, you know, you see Kenny Howe, you see, uh, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think, Damon Williams. Uh, Tony D- Schofield. Tony Schofield, yeah, right? A lot of it was Shea, a, Shea it was James Hanna. Man, it was so George Wilborn. George Wilborn. Dale Givens. Y- y'all had such y'all had a squad of just yeah. Chicago yeah. comedians. Dorian so when, Howard. 
You can go on and on. This is yeah, what I'm saying. It was like 30 of y'all. Yeah, yeah. So the first time I come to Chicago, the first person I met was George Wilborn. And uh, George was hosting All Jokes Aside. Yeah. And so I was like, dang, what is it like here? I met Kenny Schofield as well. Uh, Tony Schofield and uh -huh. Kenny Howe. Those were my first, like, first people that I met in Chicago. And then I met Bernie Mac. Yeah. So another mm -hmm. guy that was, like, yep. strong. And I'm like, yo. So people don't understand. This is early 90s. Yeah, early 90s. We, have no, we have no internet. There no. is no way to know Dion mm -hmm. Cole unless you go to Chicago. Absolutely. There's no way for you to know who I am whatsoever. <laughs> <clears throat> but in Chicago, we had our own little thing going on. At that time, it's this thing I like to call the golden era mm -hmm. that was happening in Chicago. It was like Chicago comedy was on the scene heavy, you know, as well as like hip hop, uh, you know, R&B. It was like R. Kelly was just blowing up. Then the Common was blowing up, and mm. the Brad, yep. Do or Die, and Twister, and everybody was just coming up in the game. And so comedy was like, it was like this whole hip-hop thing. Because at first, you used to have to wear suits, yeah. be on stage, and everybody <laughs> had shoulder pads and buttons. <laughs> that was That's me. Shoulder pads and buttons. Everybody had, I, I saw you on Death Jam. Yeah, shoulder pads I, and I, buttons. I to, yeah, shoulder pads and buttons, baby. That's what, <laughs> everybody had it, and so, when 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 we came along, right? I remember when I came up in 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 all jokes aside, you know, I had on some Tims, you know, some baggy pants, and goose coat, and they they wouldn't uh, they wanted me to open for Steve Harvey, and they wouldn't let me do it because of my apparel. They was like, "Nah, you can wear that." And, yeah, and it was, it was a little whole, too street, but it was this whole hip hop a thing that was coming up, you know what I'm saying? That they really wasn't really respecting at the time, you know. And they made me have to go to the thrift store and go buy a black jacket. No, I bought a brown jacket, a, a black shirt, and a brown tie, and I wore that all three nights to open for him. And, just, and, just where, and where was Steve um, performing at at the time? At All Jokes Aside. But after that weekend, I said I'd never do it again because I felt like Janine Garofalo, what is that her name? Yeah, Janine, she, Janine, Janine Garofalo. She would be on stage in some bell bottoms and a tie-dye shirt and be rocking. And so I used to always be like, well, why can't we express ourselves? The why way I gotta we wear a suit? You know, because I always felt like comedians who wore suits, they would wear them because if they weren't funny, at least they'd look good. That you was know me. <laughs> no, no, not you. No, no, no. You was fun, dude. You was, you was legendary. Dude, there was people walking around Chicago trying to be you. Dude, you was like on another level. You was up there with Bernie and them. Yeah. Like, y'all, it was, it was certain cats that was like beyond reachable at that time. Like, back then, you was beyond reachable, yo. You and, and, and Bernie and like uh, 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 Teddy Carpenter, all y'all was in DL and said, all y'all was on some on another page. But, you know, with us, mm -hmm. we was just trying to like get into the, get into, get into, into this world. But they, they was tripping over like just people. Uh, they thought we was sloppy. Well, the thing was, we was is, we I was think like, what people don't yeah. understand is that the hip hop culture was embedded into comedy. It, it, yeah. So, so like you said, we were wearing cross colors. We was wearing yeah. Fubu. We yeah. was wearing, you know, our Adidas and wearing uh, uh -huh. Fila. You yeah. know, and so that was what Def Comedy Jam was basically um, shining a light on yeah. that how hip hop and comedy was. Like brother and sister. It was gelling. Like when Def Jam hit, it yeah. gelled. It gelled. It was like, it was like bam. bam. It was like, okay. Yeah. Okay. Here, you this, can wear your goose now. You, I can wear my goose now. Here we go. Let's let's roll. Now, now I can wear this. Now it right. look right. Now I feel right. But even then, the comedy club wasn't allowing that. And mind you, then all jokes aside was the only premier comedy club. Other clubs you'll play, but you you ain't never seen a staff. Correct. A black staff right. where everybody wearing the same shirt. Yeah, and everybody nah, wasn't like that. <laughs> All jokes aside, everybody had uniforms. Yeah. Like you, ain't, you only seen that at the Improv. Correct. This is the only black club in the country that that had a uniform, you know, situation. And they, and they, hand, they handle business over and there. And they handle business. Wasn't right. no wasn't no black shit going on. They handle business. So you you had to look the uh, position or whatever in order to play. I get that, <laughs> but I just wanted them to respect us as. You know, hip hop artists, artists who who have something to say. You know, and then we had a following. We had a following around the city like that, bro. So that's what was to, blowing my yeah. mind, right? Because 
I didn't know. I only knew New York. I, I knew New York, Philly, and Connecticut because mm-hmm. I, I was starting to travel a little bit, yeah, but yeah, maybe yeah. some DC cats too. Uh-huh. But when I came to Chicago, I always remember the feeling I had like y'all was already on something we wasn't yeah, on. Yeah, like, yeah. like it's a lot of y'all. Like, do y'all have a comedy camp? Yeah, because yeah, it was like, yo, that's my man right here. That's yo, that's little Adele right there. Yeah. Like y'all had a lot of like, yo, that's my yeah. man. Yo, he funny as hell right yeah. here. He been doing it three years. He been doing it six. He yeah. been doing it four. And cats was coming with. Yeah. Everybody was fire. coming with fire. Cheryl Underwood, she was killing. killing. Everybody was killing. And it was like, it was this thing that was going on. Like I said, it was like a golden era where everybody was just doing their thing. And back then, a lot of the gangsters and pimps, like they'll leave you alone too. If you was in your craft, if you was going to go do a show somewhere, like some cats run up on you like, yo, what you, you, know, what you, what you want or whatever. <laughs> If you told them that's what you was doing, they they, they be you, like, "Yo, yeah, man, yeah, what time is that? Yeah, I'm gonna come through." Yeah, yeah that, <laughs> <laughs> we need to laugh. You Yo, know, we've been out here pitching I, all day and shit. I you used know? to do my shows at the Peppermint Lounge, and it was oh my very, god, don't say that. I'm word. sorry, you about to don't have a trick. You, you, you about to have a trauma. Oh my god, the Peppermint Lounge was uh, <gasps> for all the people that may not have been a part of this era. Like he said, golden age of comedy. <laughs> the Peppermint Lounge was the premier black comedy club and the toughest on the east coast now, I, I don't think there was another room on it was the in east queens coast. right it, no it was in, it was in east orange new jersey it was, it, was in, it was in new jersey on main street and it was a tough club oh my 450 God. deep 500 people I, I remember when i went out there <laughs> Patri- patrice o'neill was oh. like yo meet me up at the what you call it mm-hmm. we can get you on i said all right you was hosting mm-hmm. brought me on stage i said hello and they was like, boo. <laughs> and I was just standing there looking like, oh, no. Yo, oh, wait a is- minute. <laughs> and I look in the audience. You know who's booing me the hardest? Who? Anthony Mason. You lying. I swear. He yeah, was that's when they- he was like, boo. <laughs> I'm like, dude, ain't he say nothing. And then you came up there with that 100,000 smile grabbing the mic. Like, yeah, let, let's your, make- your million dollar smile. You was like, all right now. All right now. Y'all, all right now. Y'all give it up. Give it a Dion. Dion, go, go get out of here. Right. Get, 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 get to the airport right quick. Because they're going to kill you. They're going to kill you, Dion. Get out of here. But our club, um, oh, it was a make or break type of situation. You know, um, that that club made me who I am. It, it was so man, hard was... for to, to make people laugh because, you know, they were real cats. You got street cats in there, people that work hard nine to five. You got moms, single moms. You got people, yeah. crews of girls. It's just like, you know, just had a fight with their baby father and they just really want to come out and have a good time. Yeah. So there was real energy in that room. Yeah, yeah. So you had to have jokes that could relate to the real people. Yeah, and I made it my business, though. Mm-hmm. Every time I came anywhere on the East Coast, New York, Jersey, anytime I came out there, I made it my purpose to go back there. And I went back there. I think you were not there that night, and I went back there and destroyed the Yeah, it, it'll get, it, it gave you some Oh uh, yeah, some nah. wake up. No, I, I rode all the way I rode all the way back to New York with no radio. Just just, just in your quiet. In your Looking film, out the man. window. That's ridiculous what they did to me. I ain't even do nothing. Remember when you used to get your ass when you be like, I, I didn't, didn't even, even do nothing. joke off. I kept going, I can't tell a joke. Nah. Like, I can't tell. I don't think maybe it was I something think you I had said on. Hello. I, it might have been that too. Hello is not. Nah, you should have said what up. I should have said yeah, what up. Hello was like, hello. I was like, hello. Uh oh. <laughs> like, boo. boo. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> so check this out. As we, because um, I want to tell the story visually how. I've I witnessed your career, right? So mm. so let's just say if if I'm in the if I'm a junior, you're a freshman when it comes to comedy. When as as far as uh, coming up in the game, so I had a jump on you. Say I'm an upperclassman, yep. you're a freshman coming to the to the big comedy high school. Mm-hmm. Boom. Yep. So I seen you in the freshman class. I say, Yo, money, money, right there. He gonna be good in a little bit. He gonna be alright, mm-hmm. right? I seen mm-hmm. you. Next thing I know, now you a sophomore. I'm a senior about to graduate. Boom, going to movies, going to TV and do yeah. all this stuff. I still know that you at the high school and mm-hmm. you getting better and you about to come out. Now you a junior and I'm in college, right? Mm-hmm. That's how I feel like I've witnessed your career. And I remember vividly um, not, not seeing you for a minute and not mm-hmm. knowing what happened. So I'm like, damn, Dion <clears throat> don't do comedy no more. And then I showed up at Conan 
and I was a guest on Conan and you came out the writing room to mm -hmm. say what's up to me and you was like, yo, B, I'm in here. I said, mm -hmm. what? Yeah. I'm like, because I ain't never, you the first brother I knew that was a writer. Mm. That, that like was that <clears throat> found out how to be in the writing room, right? Yeah. So you came out, you said, yo, yo, what's up? You introduced me to Conan and some of the writers mm -hmm. another way. Yeah. Because, you know, when you go on a TV show, you just go in there to do your jokes, promote your project, and you out. Right. But to know one of your boys is in the room. Yeah. And I used to do Conan every year, yeah. sometimes twice. Mm -hmm. So how did that happen for you? How did you make that transition from me seeing you as a stand-up comedian to becoming a really legit writer? So <clears throat> it's this thing called opportunity. Mm -hmm. A lot of black folks won't give it to you. A lot of a lot of them will, but a lot of them won't. Especially back then, right? It was like they one person at a time. Correct. Remember that? Like if one person can get at a time. Yeah, if one person <laughs> get at a time. And this, you know, nowadays it ain't really like that. But back then it was like one person at a time. So you have to look at the game. And you got to look and go. Okay, what's other ways I can go about this? You know, my game, my my A or B and C plan ain't working. Okay. You know what I mean? So yeah. it was like, what can I do? What do I what do I love doing? And I loved working. Ricky Smiley was the very first person to give me a writer's job. So I wrote for him and I wrote for all these crank call CDs that he had and everything. And then when he started hosting Comic View, he took me along to work to write on there. And I always I always thank him for that or whatever, you know. And so when Conan came about, it had me thinking about Ricky. And I was like, this, man, maybe that'd be dope if I if if I uh ever wrote for him, that'd be great. Not thinking that he asked me, I'm thinking this before I even did The Tonight Show. Oh, snap. So then I did The Tonight Show, and he just, man, it just came together. He came and talked to me about parking spaces. He just, Conan came and talked to me about parking spaces. We laughed about that. I left two weeks later, he asked me to write for him. And I was like, wow, I couldn't believe it. My history and my training that Ricky came and gave me helped me with them. You know, well, I thought it was gonna help, but it did not help me. But, but I still did with the, I did what I had learned with Ricky, but it was a whole different program working with. So Conan. you saying when you got to network TV, yeah, Conan, <clears throat> Conan's show, is one of those. It was like at that time, Jay Leno was still rocking, yeah, right, and they were grooming him to be the predecessor, like, like, yeah, right? Yeah, Proom and Conan. Right there. Proman, yeah. So you right there, and you're, so you're on a major network. Yeah. You probably won. NBC. NBC. Probably the only brother in the room. Only brother in the room. What was this that is, like? This is the Tonight Show, the one Jimmy Fallon hosts. I was the only black dude writing at the Tonight Show that for, for like, How nine, many years? nine years. Nine years. Nine years I was there writing for Conan. Well, I wrote for Conan for nine years. I was only, we was only at the Tonight Show for a year before all that jumped off with Jay Leno and they like took Conan off the air or whatever. Right. But yeah, I wrote on there for like a year for the Tonight Show and then uh, we had to leave. And then we toured, and then we got uh Then he got his show on TBS, and that's where it went. But uh, and so then you then you transitioned with him to TBS. Yeah, I was trans. Yeah, I transitioned. Because I I feel TBS. like there was yeah. about a twelve year, thirteen year run where you I didn't see you as much because you were, or was it because you were writing? I was I was actually around, but I was on the white circuit. Oh, okay. I was doing a lot of like different white gigs. It was mm -hmm. like just man, everything I was doing was just on this white circuit. Like right. definitely, I was just getting it, getting right. it on that circuit. Right. And um, I would do something. You know, I would always go do a black room every now and then or whatever. But that's what that's what was paying me. People Absolutely. Paying me. So that's why I was at working with Conan and doing a lot of white different rooms and stuff. So know? then, so cut to, I'm doing uh, Who's Got Jokes. Yeah, you are. All right, so we're in Atlanta, and you have one of the best set. I was like, oh, shit, because I hadn't seen your stand-up in a while, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm like, so me and Royale was talking, and he was like, yo, B, wait till you see Dion Cole. Mm -hmm. Wait till you see Dion mm -hmm. Cole. I'm like, I know Dion Cole. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he was like, nah, 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 nah. Something done happened. Uh -huh. So I remember you came on there. And like literally destroyed in Atlanta. Now I'll forget the little circular uh, room yeah. we was in. And I said, oh shit. So yeah. we start laughing, we talking backstage. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yo, you ready? And you like, yeah, B, I'm, I'm, I'm really ready. I'm focused, you know what I'm yeah. saying? I'm coming back on this thing full <laughs> throttle. So what, what made that, that transition happen? See, 
when you, you a lot of people need to like, <clears throat> and I ain't trying to tell comics what to do. I'm not. I mean, me. I'm just. Let me, let me just speak for myself. I'm a type yeah. of comic where, you know, I don't want to write black jokes and white jokes. I just don't. I just think that it, I just don't want to do that. Even though we we have these jokes in order for to have re- relatability, sometimes what we're talking about, they might not get. You know what I mean? And that's fine. But they still will get it in the way that you deliver it or whatever. I want jokes that's just like universal. I want to write that motherfucker one time. Right. And that's it. And that's it. You know what I mean? You don't have I to do I two ways. Right. So it take me longer to write. Okay. Because of that. You right. know? And so therefore, me being on a white circuit for that long, I still never wavered from who I was. You know what I mean? And that's what kind of even helped me on a white circuit is me being this black guy that's hanging out with this super white dude, you know what right, I mean? Right, right. Never wavering who I am or whatever, but making my material be acceptable to all races or whatever. And that's what I was doing. So when it was time to come back on the black side, it was it was it was very important that I stayed the same in order for them to yeah, get Yeah, that's it your brand though. Yeah. Like you and it's hard to do sometimes. And it's hard to do sometimes. And don't get me wrong, you should have black jokes, you have white jokes, you should have all kind of jokes, universal jokes, but practicing a joke to be universal from the get go is what you need to focus on. Yeah. But there's certain things that's just cultural that you have to that you know when you talk about or whatever that other races won't get. Absolutely you're supposed to have that. But overall, your focus is to make write. the world laugh. Yeah, it's like right once. Right you know once, I mean? and, 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 you- and that's what, and, and that and in Atlanta, that was something that I really wanted to prove to myself uh, that I can come back on on a black circuit Yo, and, and, and come and get with busy. the fire. Yeah, get busy. And, uh, and and I never forget this. You wrote a joke for me. You helped me write this joke. I had wrote this joke about my dad being the first. Uh, I, we was just, and this, yeah. is, this goes to show me how fast you think. I never forget it. We were standing there laughing, and I was like, "Yo, my dad was like always telling us the news about the family." Yeah. And you say, "Yo, your father's the first Facebook." Yeah. Do you remember that joke? And the dope part was, you went right out and did it. Yo, it was funny as fuck. You ain't even. You was like this, and went oh, right out and you killed. was like, "Yo, yeah. Bell, yo, Bell." <laughs> Your father was the first Facebook. I said, what? And you was like, yo, you giving you giving personal updates yeah, to the family. Yeah, I was like, yeah. yo. And, and you it, boom, it. boom, boom, boom. Oh. And I was like, yo, Dion, you a bad motherfucker. He was like, man, you so humble. See, this is the thing that, you know, I'm on right now is giving my brothers and sisters in this game their flowers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because the journey is long. Yeah. And a lot of us are not here whether they gave up or whether they're no longer on the planet um, in this form. But like to really persevere through a career and let the turns be the turns and keep navigating, man, that takes hard work, bro. Yeah, does, Did you ever man. lose your, your um, or not give up, but like sort of get a little nervous about like, yo, when is gonna be my moment? You know what? I always knew that I was like a little left, like a little left and thought differently. So I knew that I wasn't gonna blow. I always knew that. I knew I wasn't going to blow because I just knew I wasn't going to. I seen what the audience was laughing at and what they liked, and I knew that I was kind of like an acquired taste. Mm-hmm. And so, therefore, I just always thought to myself that if I just stay my my, my pace, it's going to come. One time I was with, it's this place called the Regal Theater. It's closed in Chicago. Yeah, the Regal I remember Theater. That. Yeah. Me and Common, it was a concert there, and I was like hosting, and Common was there, and we was backstage. And this one, Common had Can I Borrow a Dollar, very first album, right? So he doing his songs and stuff on the album. We sitting backstage, and and Common said to me, he was like, man, you think I, because R. Kelly was large, and Common was like, man, you think I should do a song with uh, Kells? And I was like, hell yeah. I was like, that shit is better than you, yeah. And, 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 and Rosh started laughing. He was like, ha, 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 you think so, huh? And I was like, yeah, man, you'll blow up, man, with Kales and you doing that. I was like, and y'all from Chicago. Man, y'all you put great. on for the city. Yeah, what? yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was like this. And then the Khan was like, yeah, yeah, I would love to. He was like, but I just keep thinking the song will blow up. It'll be dope. And then, like, where do I go from there? And I was like, man, you just keep on rocking. And he was like, yeah. He was like, mm, I don't know, man. I think I'm just going to stay my pace and just slow, slow crawl. Slow cook. Man, yeah. And let people come to me. And I was like, damn. He was like, I think I had longevity that way. And he was like, you should do the same. 
And I was like this. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that yeah, makes some sense. Yeah. I just was like, yeah, I was like, you know what? That makes sense. Like, let me just be me and stay me. Yo, it's it's really. I think, I think it'll work out in the end. And yo, it was gambling, you it's know? you you betting on yourself. But the betting thing about yourself. it is, and um, for all the legends in the game and people that mm -hmm. are are survivors, they are that. They have that quality. Yeah, they do. You got to stick to your stick to you. Be you. Love who you are. Embrace it in a way where it can't be moved. If you look at Chappelle, mm -hmm. yourself, Kat, Wanda, you look at all these great comics, right? Tony Roberts, uh, you look at all these great, great comedians, right? The one thing about them is that none of them are alike. No. They are all different from the way they talk, from the way they think. Mm -hmm. If you put all of them, if, if you stand all of them outside and a, and they witness a car crash, <laughs> you got five different <laughs> sets. Yeah, they all gonna have some They're gonna see the same car crash. But it's gonna, and be, it's gonna be five different <laughs> sets. <laughs> That's fact. Facts, right? That's Yo, super facts. You gonna have a different, you gonna have a hot five, yeah. he gonna have a five five, she gonna have a hot five. And y'all seen the same thing. Absolutely. Because you are different. Y'all not writing jokes. You apply yourself to that. And when you apply yourself to seeing what you saw, it makes you unique. People keep forgetting about the motherfucker they see in the mirror every morning. They don't take that motherfucker with them. You got to take that motherfucker with you. Yes. That motherfucker you see in the mirror, yeah. you take him with you during your day. And that's what's going to keep you unfireable out in this motherfucker. I like that. Yeah, they keep, they go in the mirror and they go, well, let me go be this. <laughs> let me go be a lawyer. Let me go be a comic. Right. Let me go be a rapper. Let me go, and, and they keep, they, you're looking at the thing that's you, going to stand you out from anybody else and you'll never take that motherfucker with you. That is hard body right there. I like that. Take the person you see with you. Stay true to the to the yeah, sauce. Yo, the person in the mirror. I don't, take, I, take, honestly, take, I, take you with you. Take you with you. Did y'all hear that? Take you with Take you. Take you with you. Yeah, that's a top billing quote right there. Take <laughs> you with you. I like that. So as as you take yourself with you and you slow cook, here you come. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we talked about this earlier. I always feel like people always want to get there first. I've seen, especially in the music career, and this is what taught me about pace, right? Because mm -hmm. I turned down a lot of movies and a lot of stuff because I was like, I don't want to get burnt out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm doing too much, right? <clears throat> Every year when I was on MTV, it was a it was a one hit, a big hit, summer hit, but a different artist. Mm. Every year they come. Oh, this is Warner Brothers artist. Boom. One 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 summer we had Domino. Next summer we had TLC. Mm -hmm. Next summer we had Will with Summertime. Next summer we had uh, 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 eighty five South. Next time we. Bro, every summer I seen it, but then was no more summer hits from the same person. Yeah. You see you. Yo. Bro, yeah, I witnessed it. I'm like, yo, like, yo, it's hard as fuck yep. to be able to come three summers in a row on, with a summer banger. Come on, man. It's hard as fuck to have three hit albums come in on. a row. Come on, brother. Let's let's be honest. It's almost like, are you really making them? <laughs> Did you make that song? A lot of these one hit one, I'll be like, did you make that? Is that yours? Like, cause cause if you can do it, you do it again. You constantly keep doing it. I, I mean, that's what I think. Bro, bro. Let it me might be harder you. than harder than that, but yeah, I mean Think about that's crazy. Think about and I'm giving you music examples. Yeah, it it has crazy. I will never forget what Peter Guns and Lord Tariq had um uh Uptown, baby. Uptown. Yeah. Do you understand that that song was it, it it was so it was so it's 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 so it's hard for people who wasn't in that era. I don't know if it was ninety four or five, but that song was so huge, huge that that was the only song. Huge. They never was able to another, not even come close to a hit that that hit like that because it was so big, <clears throat> and that's what Common was saying. Right. Common was like, if I get a hit <laughs> as big as Uptown Baby. Oh my God. How what happens after that? You gotta do He was like, I don't even want that hit. <laughs> that Common was basically like, yo, I can go make a joint with, with Kells right now. He was like, nah. He was like, I'm a slow burn this. He was like, I think I'm 
He was like, I think I have more longevity if I just stay my course and, and do what I do. And don't and don't sell out or or jump too fast. Man, cause yo, that'd that'd kill you. I if it's too hot and you can't follow that, <laughs> you know how it is with a joke. Yeah. You yeah. got a joke that's so hot, oh open God. with it if you want to. I do that sometimes. Just open with that motherfucker if you, you want I'm to. The rest of your set is Oh my terrible. God, it is so hard. <laughs> <laughs> For real comedians, you know what we talking about. Fight, it, is, yeah. it is hard yeah. to follow your clothes. <laughs> Open with your clothes. I did. I've, I've done it. I've done it. it just see to but test myself. To I've done, I, it, I've too, done it too. I've I said I'm gonna too. open with my clothes. Sometimes I gotta it. open with my clothes. Some, 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 because sometimes I need that mug to get going. Sometimes you do. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Sometimes you do. And, and and a lot of people can do it. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't sit up here and be like I dare you or nothing like that. But yeah, people can do it. But Sometimes you can't follow some of that. I've seen comedians come out on stage. Their opening is so huge. Okay. That they can't follow the opening. Yeah. I'm talking you music, dancing. Die, and, you catch, hey, and you catch a wave. I'm going to do this over. Y'all ain't giving me the right love. And they go back and they come back and, ah, and everybody going crazy. And they throwing money in the audience. And, right. ah, and you get to that next joke. <laughs> It start tapering. You gonna hit me again, <laughs> bro, bro. This it's is, like, yo, it's, you, 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 you have to, you have to go at a pace. Uh, it's, everything's about pace. You know what I mean? It <laughs> you is. You can't it's, follow yourself, it's, it's, yo. You got to go at pace, definitely. But you I know, think save some, save some. I think, know? I think that is a, a, a one of your um your secret recipes. If I if I could say from you know being on the outside looking in is that. Deion Cole is his own man, you know what I'm saying? And Deion Cole is going to win at that. Like, I like seeing you stand on stage and taking a pause, and it's like two, three beats before you even say something. Hey. Yeah, yeah, and then you gone. Yeah, I got that from Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey told me one time, he was like, uh, if you can make a whole room laugh, you're doing great. He was like, if you can make a whole room quiet, it's the same as the whole room laugh because then that lets you know that they listening to you and you got their attention and you got them. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "You should you, and you test it while you while while you performing." And I do it all the time. I'll go. I'll, I'll be on stage and I'll be like, <clears throat> "I'll be on stage and I'll be like, did you know that?" Um, and then I do it, like, <laughs> I know. but I like just for everybody to be that right there lets me know they're listening and they want to hear and that they want to hear. So as as you as you are moving now, we got we got a nice nice um, portfolio right now. We got our film game together. Mm-hmm. We got TV uh, together. We have Can writing. We say congratulations to you for everything that you do, and not and look, and I ain't talking about just all the accolades because B, you have done. You have lived 17 lives. <laughs> 17, dude. You are, oh, you man, people me. don't realize how dope you are, dude, and everything that you have done for the culture and everything, man. Thank and you, man. I just want to tell you that you are inspiration and you always have been if you have not heard it. Go oh, man, thank you, bro. I, I'm really doing it from the heart. You know, I really, that's what this podcast is about, right? We want to be able to tell our stories our way. Yeah. Um, all of us have impact in this culture of, of hip-hop, of black culture, of black life. And I think top billing is synonymous with cats that want to win. That's what I want this show to feel like. Yo, these are cats that are winning in their own ways. They had some, they stumbled, uh, they Mm -hmm. got back up, they kept fighting. You know, you took your take, you took your pace. Mm -hmm. Like that's, that's, be you. Look at the person and look at the, look at you and take you with you. Like that's a gem you gave the world. Like I, I, I I can, I can put that in my pack. I like that. Absolutely. Don't forget what you're looking at. Don't forget. You know what I mean? Yeah. I often say, you know, uh, to myself, I say, man, if I did all of that, what else can I do? Yeah. Because I have example of God's favor in my life. Like I have examples of things that I made happen out of the air. Yeah. Absolutely. Out of the air. Yeah. I mean, I remember, I can share this with you. I remember saying that one day I am going to be famous. I am going, there will be nowhere in the world that I will go and they do not know my name. Why did I say that at like 10 years old, 11 years old? Because you manifested it. And then, then 
how I become a comedian and da 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 and mm -hmm. then I got movies and YouTube. Who knew the internet was coming? So now, now my name is all over the world because of the internet. I didn't even know the internet existed when I was a child. Yeah. So the mind is very, very powerful. Mind is powerful thing, Jack. You know what I mean? And the fact that you said that you wanted to slow cook like a, a nice goddamn pot roast. Man. That's the, boy, you know how good a pot roast tastes yeah. when it's been <laughs> marinated for nine days? It's got the carrots, the potatoes. <laughs> yo, that's the meat it, yo. fall off the bone. Absolutely, And everybody man. like it. Yeah. That's every, where you yeah, at with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I, man, I, man, I went at my pace mm -hmm. to the point where people come see me live it's an you know it's it's a different it's a different energy and they're coming to see you for you and yeah. i've seen it bro and i'm like yeah. yo man that is to see your friend win or see your friends win my, my guys like kevin win and yeah. uh you know d-ray you know yeah. go on snowfall who's a comic and and do his thing yeah. and go back on the road and produce his shows and yeah. and cat and you know uh uh Kev, obviously kevin too i say kevin but like even even with dave and and, and chris rock these guys you know they're they're hard working men mm -hmm. you know they're setting wanda sykes you know we want to give her her flowers yeah. monique um mm -hmm. adele yeah. Yep. Women that are working hard at yep. Lunell, who I love to death. Like yep. Lunell is like you in a way where L Lunell is like Bill. When is they gonna love me? Like when are they going to um, um, accept me as Lunell? I said, but you, as soon as you accept yourself like that, hey man, look, you said it, you said it, <laughs> <laughs> you said it. Like you have to, you got to believe. Yes. You got to look in that motherfucking mirror and believe that there is no one like you. And once you keep believing that, it ain't going to worry about how many people at your show or none of that. Just keep being you. They going to come because they ain't seen nothing like you. They coming to see you. They going to come see you. They didn't, They see everybody. Everybody's working. Everybody go see Dave. Everybody go see Chris Rock. Everybody go see Sid. Everybody see Dia. Everybody see these people. They go see them. They go see you. Mm. Like what make you think another person being unique, they ain't gonna come see you. Oh, they gonna come see you. They gonna come see you too. <laughs> You just gotta keep believing yeah. and keep being you and don't waver from who you are. That just is stay fine. there. I man, I stay where I'm at, yo. I I do. I mean, I just do me. People come, they know what they're coming for, they know what they're about to experience. And man, I give it to them as much as I possibly can, man. And they know, you know, when you come buy a ticket to the show. We're going to laugh and we're going to think. Yes. We're going to love. That's Absolutely. What it, that's what it is. I rem it is a part of you to me that um, it seems so shy. Like you you, you kind of like, you kind of got like this cool nerd thing going on. Like, <laughs> like, like you like a cool nerd shy motherfucker. Like it's kind of weird because I, I, when I really, it really dawned on me was I, I had a party in Vegas and I ran into you randomly and you was by yourself. <laughs> Yo, it was the most out of place I ever seen you because you didn't look like you wanted to be there, but like somebody left you there, like the bus left you in the club and you were just standing there. Let me tell you how oh, out of man. place you look. I thought somebody was you. I said, I was like, look at dude over there trying to be DeAndre. I never, never forget it. This is like three, four years ago. And I literally, and I'm, I'm, I've been drinking all I drank from the day party joint to the dinner to now. So now no. I'm really thinking that's a dude that looked like Dion Carl. And you go, hey, B. <laughs> It was the same thing with me like, though. I think I think um, I think it was Tam. Tamara was out there. Tamara was like, yo. We over at uh, such and such. You done with your show or whatever? I was like, yeah, she said, we over here. I was like, oh, okay, cool. And she the one who told me to come over there and I came over there and I saw, I was like, but she didn't tell me you was there. And I right. walked in there and I was like, hell no, be in here. <laughs> I just went up, like, what's up, B? Like, you yo, was like this, I was, what are you doing here? Yo, I was so turned up, man. I will, we took a picture together and oh, everything. Yeah, I'll never yeah, forget yeah, that. Yeah, it was, it was a but, but woo, you, you great night. You never, here's the thing. 
I've never heard anybody uh, have a disagreement with you. I never had seen you uh, fall out with anybody, whatever. You always, and you by yourself, like you you just be chilling and showing up with your hoodie on. And I remember one time, Cat <laughs> Cat rolled up on me like this. We standing out, because Cat would just show up. Yeah, he like would. Like you would, you, I don't know <laughs> if y'all understand how crazy Cat Williams is, right? We, <laughs> You could be in an alleyway, <laughs> Oh, off a street, mm -hmm. talking to somebody or making yeah. a deal, and Cat will come out of a wall and say, um, listen, gentlemen, <laughs> I feel like there's a moment that y'all need some clarity. <laughs> what the fuck? Cat has woke up on me in about seven different cities. Man, that, just like that. Yo, I was in a Dave and Buster's. I was in the Dave and Busters, and he said, um, are you using... Are you using tokens? Are you using tokens? I forgot what city me and Cat was in. He was in the Dave and Busters, and I was in the Dave and Busters. But back to you, you always um, show up, you in the cut, you chill, you ain't bothering nobody, you always say what up, what up, and you just move on to the side. Like, when you're in a club, it always feels like you're studying the energy. Yeah, that's what I'm basically doing. Is it? Is it? That's what I'm doing. I walk in the room. I'm probably the last one, last one to talk. Yeah, cause I'm I'm more like a sponge, man. I just want to soak up what's going on. Plus, it's a good way to read the room too. You know, mm. you know, if I'm in a room and it's three people in the room, one person talking about they love cats, one say they hate dogs, and one say they love cars. When it come to me, I can go, oh, I love cats. Oh, I hate dogs. Oh yeah, I love cars. You know, but if I was the first one to say that, I could turn them off. Because I'd probably be like, I love dogs. And the person who hate dogs would be like, eh. Right. And the person who <laughs> love cats, I'd be like, I hate cats. And they'd be like, eh. Right. So if I'm the last one to talk, then I don't have to really express how I really feel about certain things. And that's how you kind of read the room. Well, you, you ain't here dropping them. So uh, <laughs> another thing, <laughs> this Charlene's boy. Very good special, very personal. Thank you. Yeah. Very personal. Yeah. One of the things that um that really hit me uh was personal to me and I felt it through you was the loss of your mom. Yeah. And um you made us feel human because a lot of times as comics, they the our, our people pay to be entertained. They don't pay necessarily to feel our pain, so to speak. They may enjoy our pain through the way we deliver comedy, but they don't know our pain kind of sort of. Yeah. And so when I lost my mom, I kind of felt, and my, I lost my mom and my dad, but when I lost my mom, that was like, you know, it was my my first big loss in my life like that. Then I lost my brother and my dad, but my mom was my first loss, right? <clears throat> and I didn't know if I could do comedy again. Yeah. So <clears throat> so when I had that loss, I didn't know what to, who to talk about it, you know what I mean? Because I didn't know if I wanted to do comedy. Yeah. I didn't know if anything was kind of funny, you know what I mean? Yeah. So when I saw you um, express how you felt and why you do what you do, it just gave me... Um, it gave me peace, but it also made me proud to forge forward because people need us. Yeah. Like, you you helped me in, in a couple beats that I was like, damn, that's dope. I never thought of it like that. Mm -hmm. Was that was that on purpose or was it just in the moment? Um, <clears throat> that whole special wasn't supposed to happen. You know, that the name of my special was going to be called Cold Facts, C-O-L-E. Mm -hmm. That was the name of it. And that's what I was, you know gonna deliver <clears throat> it wasn't supposed to be that at all um when my mom passed that like rocked me but what a lot of people don't understand is that it wasn't just her my auntie passed one of my favorite aunties passed first and me and my mama we was really like devastated by that and then my mom passed and that like tore me apart still still i'm torn apart absolutely <clears throat> then my uncle her brother, and then my other uncle, her other brother, and then my mom's best friend. So all of them in the same nine months. Oh my goodness. Went. And so I'm sitting back, like, not even knowing what to do, how to do it. Like, I'm not feeling funny. I'm not thinking funny. Nothing. You know, I'm like, not present. 
you know, um, getting into it with people and people not understanding that what you rocking what with. I'm what I'm what I'm rocking with, and <clears throat> they still expecting me to be who who I was, and it was frustrating. And everybody like, yeah, he's this, he's this, he's that, not understanding, and so um, I still was like, you know what? Let me just exclude myself from these people and just focus and try to like get my head together. Netflix, I had been waiting on them to come to me about doing a special, but I had been touring. I kept going, when we gonna do it, when we gonna do it? I kept touring and I was hitting every state. And you know, if you're gonna do a special, this place that you're gonna do a special at, you really don't wanna go there because that's where you wanna film at. Correct. So I really, <clears throat> I wanted to film in Philly and I, and but they never came to me. So I ended up going to Philly and performing because they kept asking for me to go there. So I performed in Philly. And then finally they was like, yo, we want you to do a special. I'm like, and they was like, we got to do it in September. <clears throat> I'm like, the only place I didn't perform was New York. And I was like, man, New York. And I, so I was looking around at places. Only place that was like a, a good reasonable pricing was in Brooklyn. And I was like, hell no, nah. I'm not doing Brooklyn, <laughs> hell no. Nah. Brooklyn like, is real deal. Real deal. I'm For like, real. you got to be from Brooklyn and do Brooklyn. Damn near. But, I mean, because who who did Brooklyn? Rock and Che. Nobody else can do Brooklyn. So I was like, nah, I'm not doing Brooklyn. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not doing that. I was like, I don't know where Brooklyn, I'm going to go. Brooklyn is like the peppermint. Man, it's, you, you, know, like the, you don't know what you go. I, I didn't know what I was going to get. I didn't know if I was going to get uh, uh, gentrified Brooklyn or righteous Brooklyn right. or Biggie, Biggie Smalls Brooklyn. Right. Like, I didn't know what Brooklyn was going to come out. So I was like, nah, I don't even want to mess with it. And so they came to me and I was like, look, just find some kind of place where I could shoot towards the end of September. Mm -hmm. My mother had passed on September 10th. I didn't even tell them. They came back to me with the only venue in New York, <clears throat> King's Theater. They came back and they was like, we got the King's Theater. And I was like, okay, cool. I was like, so what's the date? And they was like, September 10th. And I was like, oh, man. no, I'm not. I'm like, I'm not performing on the day that she passed. And this was just a year ago. So it hasn't even been a yeah. year. So I was like this, ain't no way in hell I'm shooting on the day that she passed a year ago. So I was like, nah, I'm not doing it. So. I couldn't fig figure out where to, where to perform at. And then like days later, man, just something came over me. It was like, man, you know what? Brooklyn fuck with you. Cause I remember I did the Barclays. Yeah. And they was like, I was like, Brooklyn fuck with you. I was like, plus you should celebrate your mom. They, they, she has to, you have to make sure she lives forever. Oh, that's hard. She has, she has to live forever. And, and instead of you mourning that day, you should celebrate her on that day. And you should change the name of your special. You should shoot on that day. And that's what was going in my mind. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to call that shit Charlene's Boy. And I'm going to call it that because when people say, man, I seen Charlene's Boy, not only are you saying the name of the special, you also you saying who mom. I am. Yes, sir. Who that's I hard. Am. Who I am. Man, you dropping some Yo, boy. Yo, serious. And that, so, when people, so when, people, when people see it, it'll be all good. So, man, I cried the whole day from the time that I walked out. On that special, if you look at Charlene's boy, when I walk out, man, my eyes is real low. I had just wiped my eyes and put Visine in them as I walked out. My whole mind was blacked out that day. I was like not even there, yo, until the second show, because I did two shows. The right. second show, I blacked out the whole special until the end. I just, I, my mind wasn't there because I kept going, man, I hope you see me, mommy. I hope you see me, mommy. I just kept thinking that. And I just kept going and kept going, and I celebrated. I mean, then then at the, at, at, after I was done, I cried in celebration. I celebrated that, and and I just was hoping, like, man, this resonate with people. Oh, um, my God, bro, yes, like, I'm and, so and, and, blessed. And it resonate with us as artists. Yes. Because we go through so much, and people don't never think about what we go through. And, then, and, and, and it's the job. I get it. Our, our problems ain't your problem. Our problem is to make sure you happy. But don't nobody really care about the comic too much. And that's why a lot of comics, they 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 end up leaving here early, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. And and doing like and not really and, and doing a lot of drugs and all kinds of stuff. Trying man, to find a piece of happiness or peace. Happiness. And so therefore, and it's because we gotta hold our our feelings inside. And so this is a way for me to let people know that man. 
I didn't want to tell them what I was doing at the beginning of the special. At the end of the special, I let them know that y'all had no idea what I was dealing with this entire set, what I was going through in my mind. Man, and so we crazy. had to put that to the side in order to make you happy. So when you see comics, you see any entertainer, give them love because you never know what they're going through. This is what I'm going through. And I still came out here and performed for y'all under these conditions. That shit was and, so fire, so bro. So that's what it was, yeah. And and it resonated with so many Yo, people, man, man. I'm, bro, bro, so bro. So people that it, lost it, people. Bro, it brought me to tears because yeah. I know the feeling. Like, you made, you reminded me of myself because I've been in that position to yeah. have to perform when I lost my brother and my mom yeah, and my man. dad and to, and to um, um, be on, yeah. you know, with your veneer this mm -hmm. is yeah. here, the body, but your your mind and your soul is in a different storm. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I'm, yes. I was just like, when I seen you do that, I was like, that was a blessing and a message, and it's forever that message. That's, that is the beauty of you pushing through. Yes, sir. Because you would have never seen that result and what it could do for other people. And, and, and that's what it did, man. And, and it's forever out there. <clears throat> that was forever going to be a piece where her name can live forever. And that's what we need to do with anybody that you lose in your lives, man. You keeping their name going, keeps their spirit going. Even if you could use their name as a password on, on, on some type of site or website or whatever, you typing their name in every day to, to get to log into that site. That keeps their spirit alive. You have to you have to keep them living and, 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 and keep them going or whatever. And, and, and it'll give you peace as well, you know, name a company after them, whatever it is. Just, just keep they. I they like spirit. that, yeah, man. You, you really, alive, you man. really a deep brother, man. And I'm glad that you were able to come on top billing and be so honest with us and be, yeah. be once again being Dion. Yeah, thank um, you, man. thank you for we sharing have, your platform, bro. Yeah, and I think, I think there's more for people to learn about you. You know, this is it's you're 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 very new to a lot of people, but you, we love you and know you already. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's you. like, but you new to them. We been new, Dion Cole was hot. Yeah. You know, he just, we just gonna call him the slow cooker. <laughs> you know what I'm he just slow cooking everybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I, I love, I love that Yo, about you. I you, have a, a question you. that I wanted to run by you because sure. I'm, I'm dealing with, you know, this issue of, um, the true art of comedy is us being able to say what we want to say and, yeah. and sort of have the freedom to be creative about that. Yeah. Um, I was on a radio interview a week ago and they were like, do you feel like cancel culture is killing comedy? And I was, wow, that's deep. And I was like, damn, I want to ask my guests that, Do you, especially my comedians, do you feel like cancel culture is killing comedy or forcing us to go back to our truth again, to fight the, coming back the other way to be, or or what? What's uh, your opinion? I, 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 I think that, I think we live in an era now where everybody honestly, honestly deep down in the inside of their heart, they think their opinion matters, everybody. Right. And so everybody wants to be the person to be like, I'm the one who shut this down and I'm the one who said this and I'm the one who said that. And it's, and, and it's weird that you would come to a show of somebody that you claim you love mm -hmm. and complain about what they say. I don't believe that it's people that, that go see these people that love these people that, that's on stage. I think it's people who have never seen these people who've never seen these comics, don't follow them, nothing. They go in there and somebody brought them to the show because they love them, but the person that they brought don't know them and then they complain about this. It's almost like, why do you even want to be here? Why would you go see somebody that, that piss you off? Right. Why? Why? Why <laughs> would you go see somebody that piss you exactly. off? You shouldn't even be there. You're messing it up for the people that want to come see that person. Correct. That person speaks their language. Because you don't speak their language, you complain about it. You can't go to Paris and complain about how much French is being said because you don't understand it. Why would you do that? Like, yo, you go to where you, they speak your language. You don't complain. I think it's just some some racist shit to me to even do that. And I'm talking about all nationalities, whoever do it. I think it's racist towards comedians to go do that. If you can't handle what that comic is saying, you should not be there. If you don't like it, then go like yo. If you don't want a Snickers, it's Kit Kats, it's fucking paydays, it's 
It's all kind of Milky ways. Milky ways that you can go get. <laughs> I just don't understand why would you complain about how many nuts is in this motherfucking Snickers <laughs> and go talk to the store and go, it ain't enough nuts in my Snickers. <laughs> don't, won't you go buy some nuts and add them yourself? Add them to your Snickers. <laughs> <laughs> Go. I used to get Snickers and have a can of nuts. Now I eat the nuts and yeah. eat my Snicker if it ain't enough. Like my thing is, if you don't like what you're doing, do something about it. But as far as like complaining about it, that ain't the that ain't it. Because then I'm gonna ruin the Snickers for everybody else that that loves Snickers. Facts. So you have to fucking just think to yourself: if you're that type of person and you don't like something, then just leave. But don't mess it up for everybody else. Because right now. Ain't nobody really writing the way that they want to write. Yeah, everybody. Let's, let's, let's be honest. Yeah, we 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 kind of curving it a little bit. Everybody's bullshit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> everybody's bullshit. Whoever's going, yeah, I'm saying what I want to say. No, you're not. Nobody's saying what the fuck they really want to no, say. It's, it's tough, and it's tough now. But, but but when we were coming up, I know when I was coming up, um, you know, we going like ninety one, ninety two. Uh, HBO was advocate for. Free freedom of speech. Freedom like of speech. HBO gave us the, the green light to mm -hmm. be raw, to say what you want to say. Yeah. That's why a lot of us blew up and became stars and TV stars and movie stars because we were edgy enough, we were funny enough to be able to transform from a stand-up comedian to a movie star to a TV star. Can, can, now, I, can I ask you something real yes, quick? Do you, do you remember the amount of views that you had on your HBO special? No. I don't you don't? Mm -hmm. I don't even know. I always thought about that. I was, well, I was thinking about that on the way over here. I was like, back then, there was not a lot of avenues and platforms for specials. And those who had it, they had to have like 10 and 20 million views and 30 yeah, million because, views. Yeah, because you got to understand there was no other There was no other it. platform. Yeah, there was no other platform. I mean, when I, when I got my big break, uh, I was the first comedian to air on Def Comedy Jam. So I was, I, I taped as the closer but I was flipped to open the show because my set was crazy. So it opened it up like boom. So the beauty of that was, which at first I was like, why they got me opening the show? When I, and I'm like, I'm in my head. Yeah. I, I'm in. I'm a New York comic and I smoked it. They got me as as an opener looking like a rookie. You know, you know how you be in your yeah, feelings, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, but it yeah. actually worked out to benefit me more because not only did I be in every promo, yeah. I was the first thing that everybody seen of something completely yeah, new, yeah, and that yeah. and you know it would re air and re air, yeah. and so that just blew me up. Like I, I remember, man, people don't realize like we didn't have the internet. None we didn't of that. have None of like that. if we had a joke, we had to get in the car. Yeah, we had we couldn't put it on our phone. Nope. And, and, we had to get in the car, go somewhere, maybe your boy pick you up, drop you off, and hope you get a spot. Yeah. Now, the new comics could do a joke real fast, edit it, cut it, put it up, and it'd be banging and get and get the analytics. And, and it'd be online, and everybody would be reposting it and figuring out who this comic is, and voila. We ain't had none of that. None of that. But I do remember when we got booed, nobody knew but the <laughs> <laughs> That was the beauty. That was like, the beauty. Yo, we that was good. I got booed. Know. I got booed by 15 people, and I, that's all I need. Yeah, but yeah, now yeah. you get booed. Somebody recorded you got booed by 15 million people. Oh my god! And they got comments they about got, the book. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Dude. We used to have posters right. that went on light poles. And that's how you knew about what the show was. We, we sound old as hell. Oh, we sound old you, as hell, though. Yo, yeah. man, remember when we had to give our flyers? Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, this is a, this is um, this part of comedy that I, I hope that people will really, really enjoy hearing from us because it was, it's, it was an era in comedy of purity, like where you know we were hustling, and you know, hey, Dion, yo, here's my flyer. Yep. Comes to my show, and I get yep. Dion's flyer because Dion's performing the following week. So. You had to promote your own shows. Yeah. You had to uh, uh, do guest spots yep. everywhere. Yeah, all the time, man. You do that. Remember that creative run? You come all the way down from New York, all the yeah. way down south and over to Memphis. <laughs> Every night, $200, $300. You had to drive from You city had to, to city. drive city to city. Can I ask you a question real yes, quick? Sir. I, I, hate, I, I hate I'm interviewing you. No, but this is dope. Look, look, look. 
What was the largest? What what was the biggest break for you? Was it Def Jam or MTV? Oh wow. As a comedian, Def Comedy Jam was my biggest break. As a personality, MTV was my biggest break. Because MTV crossed me over like where I, I was everybody could see me at one time. Like it wasn't just an urban thing. It was just a Bill Bellamy thing. So I went from Bill Bellamy, the comedian, the funny dude with the with the shirt, with the shoulder pads and the buttons. Yeah. To, Yo, that's my man, Bill Bellamy. Yeah. He's sitting there talking dude, to you. Was in, you was every rap lyric line, <laughs> every song. You was in every song. They would, people, dude, you was through the Roof, dude, and all those MTV. Hey, I'm in the pool. Hey, I'm I'm in the palm trees. Hey, we over here skiing. Hey, yeah. I was like at home going what in Chicago the hell? on the south side. Like this dude is doing it. He went from hanging on the light pole and fight the power video, right? <laughs> To being on palm trees with Janet Jackson. Yo, God it, it, and it happened just like that. Bam. And that's what was so That was you in that video, right? Yes. Fight the Power, right? No, it wasn't me. What, what was it? What video I was, was you hanging on the light I, pole? Man, I've been to so many videos. You was hanging on the light pole like, go, go, go. <laughs> wasn't that you in Fight the Power? <laughs> Look it up. Look it up and see what it looked like. Was that Bill in Fight the Power? No, I was in a, I was in a bunch of videos. I was, oh, God. I, I don't think I was in Fact of Power, but I was in uh, Foxy Brown. I was in the Brad Man, video. Dude. I was in uh, 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 Tupac Temptations. I, I got about an eight an eight video run. Yeah, yeah, boy, you was in. Every That's when it was dope to be in a video. Man, everybody, man, if you was in a video, you was doing it. You had to. This is what this is what I really want people to understand. Mm -hmm. That era of comedy, we didn't have the same no. tools you guys got. Oh. So I, I'm gonna share this with you. Cause people ask me why, what is it between the new comedians versus us, right? Uh -huh. I said that the social media aspect, internet is their def jam. Yeah. Because they can blow up from that. Yeah, like absolutely. That, and nothing's wrong with it. It's just a different time. I think it's beautiful that like, if I was a new comic right now and I could put a, a bit that killed like Booty Call did or, 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 mm -hmm. or, or Tingle Man or all these different videos that I did back in the day, yep. I would have did that right now. Man, it ain't no excuses for new comics. Like, that's how I feel. I feel like, man, they got they got it so good right now. You can do a joke, man, and put it on there, man, and just blow up and and and, and take off and and sell out clubs all over. It's no excuses no. with the internet. You can come up with some type of thing you do every week online or whatever. It's just no excuses. You should be doing something right now to just <laughs> so. to, to to better your situation. Like definitely. I mean the platform is there for you to do it. Everybody should be doing it. You know, something, whatever it is, you know, because it's people that aren't comics who are funny online yes, and they blowing up. Facts. So if they can think of something to do and you're a comic and you can't, it's no excuses it's to me. Hey, before you get out of here on our show, we always have fun, right? Yeah. Uh, this segment is called All Facts, right? Oh, yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, it's, and All Facts is, I'm, I'm going to throw a question at you, and you just got to tell the truth. You just got to keep it 100. Oh, shit. Are uh, you ready? <laughs> yeah. Go. You got to give me three things that make you go, well. <laughs> <laughs> three things. That make, make me go Welp Yeah I oh, love that joint You man I love Welp I love it Three things uh, That make you go Oh my god uh, I mean, What's one thing Make me go Well uh, uh, Ladies free Before 10 And men Gotta pay The whole night Right <laughs> Well <laughs> I don't know. I'm just making up. <laughs> right, 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 right. Let's see. What? Is, let's see. I just, I just thought of something recently that had me go. Man, why, why is that? Why is that? Uh, I can't even think, man. I can't even think right now. Uh, I'll give you. I, maybe I could think of one. Think, think, try to think. Of one. I think of a well. Okay, you in you you in this girl's apartment. Uh huh. You've been dating her for a long time. Mm -hmm. You've asked her several times. Has she's been 
you know, dealing with anybody else. Mm -hmm. And um, you're laying there in the bed at three in the morning and that door opens up. Boom. Mm -hmm. Well, <laughs> you either coming with me or <laughs> you're going out the window. Oh, you're going out the window. <laughs> okay. Right, I got another one. Okay, 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 I got one. Go, go, go. go, go. <laughs> Why on pain cream for older people, why are the directions so small on the bottle? Your customers are old as hell. They, you need the fonts to be huge, huge. on there, right? Mm -hmm. So why won't, they, why won't they have that? Well, <laughs> I guess, because if they really knew what was in it and they could read it, they wouldn't. <laughs> I would think that your customers are old and your font should be big as hell instead of having it really small like that, right? Because I'm just talking about what happened to me earlier. <laughs> my knee hurt and I can't read the directions on the screen. And I was like, why would they put these small words over here? Whatever. Well, that's not really so, a whelp. But it's all right. Hey, um, Dion. <laughs> I really want to thank you for dropping so many gems here on Top Billing. I really appreciate you. And Man, you are, you. you are, let it be known that you are a member of the family. Anytime Man, you want to come you, by, you driving by in your whip or you just hit me up on the phone. B, I got something I want to promote. I'm going to be where? I'm going to be there. You got any dates coming up where people can check you out? So I'm going to be working on, I am jokeless at the moment as you see from the joke that i just told a few minutes ago mm -hmm. i am jokeless and i'm working on a whole new hour here in hollywood i have a residency at the improv that i'm gonna be doing uh every sunday and uh, i think it's all sold out until like the end of may but i'm gonna add probably a couple more dates in order during the week or whatever so keep uh take uh Follow me on, on IG at DionCole.com to find that out. And uh, just finished a new a series called Average Joe for uh, BT Plus and Paramount Plus, mm -hmm. and that should be coming out soon. And uh, yeah, I'm going to be touring, coming at y'all very, very soon, man, once I get this material organized and get it together. So. Uh, everybody, this is Dion Cole, only on Top Billy, baby! Peace. We out. <laughs>